Hi, I'm Sarah Shea. And I'm Strangely Duesberg. Welcome to the Pilot House. A podcast where we watch all the shows we missed the first time around. Try to figure out where the heck they were going with this. Sarah, what do you know about I Dream a Genie? I know that I've watched this show many, many times, but not in probably close to 30 years, honestly. I just realized, is it of Genie or a Genie? Oh, of. Okay, I just said the title wrong. And I don't even know the freaking title. <laughs> Here's the fun thing, is that that was a reference to, I think, a folk song, mm-hmm. I Dream of Genie with the Light Brown Hair. I might be wrong about it being a folk song, but I think it is, like an older folk song. Right. So it was a reference. Now, you pulled... You know, 200 people of all different, like, ages and and dispositions or whatever. I bet you more people would say, like, no, that's the name of a TV show. Yeah. And, like, what what was the first thing to be named I Dream of Genie? They were like, is this a trick question? Because it's even spelled Genie, G-A-E-A-N-N-I-E, in the title. It's not spelled I Dream of G-E-N-I-E. Right. So they even, they didn't even go with the pun in the title of the episode, which is... An interesting choice. And then he always calls her Jeannie, and I think everyone just in her life who knows her just to, like as a person just assumes she's... Anyway, let's get to the plot of, or, or what we know about the, the concept of this episode. Yeah. Major Nelson works at NASA with suspicious Dr. Bellows. There is also Roger Healy, who is someone something something. Here's the thing. There was an ad on Nick at Night mm-hmm. that explained the plot of Die Dream of Jeannie to the tune of the song Tom's Diner. And how did it go? Major Nelson works at NASA with suspicious Dr. Bellows. He's played by Larry Hagman. And he found a little bottle and out popped Barbara Eden. But she couldn't show her belly button. All she did was blink. Okay, great. Yeah. So my first exposure to the Suzanne Vegas song Tom Steiner was through a parody of it about I Dream of Jeannie as a Nick at Night commercial. There you go. That's my that's my origin story. And that's why I wanted to do this Nick at Night season because like those weird connections. It was the the Nick at Night thing was also my first exposure to a lot of the kind of like weird non sequitur like art arty funky commercial things like you know. It's probably something that many people our age think of more with uh, associated to Adult Swim, where they do like weird little bumpers and like yeah. little fan films as bumpers yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. There was stuff like that on Nick at Night, or yes. they would do that thing that I now associate with TCM, which is uh, where they would take like clips of old TV shows and then edit them together like someone was talking. So, you know, oh, like um, cute. Uh, Turner Classic Movies Channel will right, do that yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like, Kirk will be like, who's this? And then it'll be like Matlock or whatever, you know, like kind of like do like the shows will be talking to each other. Yeah. And Nick at night would do funky little edits like that as well. You know, it was just kind of like, yeah, we've got this pile of footage and, you know, some intern with an edit bay. Yeah. And but like, I don't think I appreciated at the time how someone had to come up with that idea. Like go, Hey, in that season yeah. Vegas song where she kind of does that little, like kind of, singing without yeah. words thing it kind of sounds a little bit like the i'm a Jimmy genie yeah. theme song for the record i've heard that song the tom steiner i cannot remember how the melody of the song goes though because i only remember the i dream right. of genie version and i went to summer camp and sang the i dream of genie version for all the counselors and they thought it was hilarious because i had they all know right. knew tom steiner anyway yeah the I didn't appreciate at the time how much that was. Someone came up with this idea and then they pitched it to Nick at Night and then they like recorded it. They got a vocalist and a, and an arranger to do the backing music. Like that was a whole thing. Yeah. To advertise that they were airing a, an old TV show. Yeah. I, yeah. But also every time I try to think about the plot of I Dream Genie, that's what I think of. Yeah. It was kind of part of that thing that made Nick at Night and all of these random shows from different eras or at least different decades feel yeah. like this kind of cohesive thing. Yes. Is like, I think they had a commercial at one point that was like an Adams family commercial. It was like, da 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 da, you know, 
Yeah. But then the snap snap would be like people on other shows snapping or or it'd be like Oh yes. You know, it'd be like da 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 dum da 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 dum Lucy uh yeah, Lucille Ball like dropping a pan. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds exactly like the sort of thing they did. Before I I have vague memories of, you know, she wears kind of a sexy genie costume yeah. and she's like this kind of thing and she cannot show her belly button. They wouldn't allow it. Right. Her little sexy harem pants come up just above her navel. Right. Now, I'm totally gonna gonna display that I don't remember which is which. Uh, you mean which is genie? <laughs> is I Dream a Genie the one where she wiggles her nose or is that Bewitched? No, Bewitched she wiggles her nose. On I Dream a Genie she puts her arms together like this and then blinks. Okay. She couldn't show her belly button. All she did was blink. That's how you can remember. That's how you can remember. Okay, so. <laughs> that song's also a mnemonic for remembering whether it's Bewitched or I Dream yeah. a Genie. Which, that's one of the reasons those shows kind of meld together a little bit for me. I watched I Dream of Jeannie more. I know that. Right. But yeah, it's it's like, yeah, pretty blonde with a, with a sort of a hapless brunette guy. Yeah. And she's doing magic and he has to deal with the with the fallout. But And one of them wiggles her nose and the other one crosses her arms and blinks and nods her head. Like, But the difference is that in I Dream of Jeannie, he knows she's a genie. Whereas yes. Bewitched, part of the shenanigans is she's hiding her witchiness from the yes. guy. Yes, yeah. Okay. No, I think he knows... But they have to hide. We'll talk it. about it's that. About they have to hide yeah, it from yeah. their neighbors. We'll, we'll yeah. figure that out later. And definitely in I Dream of Genie, hiding the fact that she's a genie is part of it, and they can yes. do magic. But he's fully aware that she's a genie. There's no question here. Right. And I just want to. I just want to say flat out before we watch this that like this is one of the most bananas premises. You've got a guy who works at NASA, and then he has a genie. Like, yeah. It's bananas. Oh, and I, I, I don't know if you do remember. I remember how he gets the genie. I don't remember. I definitely haven't seen the the origin of this status quo. Yeah. And here's the thing. From what I recall, I'm really excited to watch the pilot because I'm sure I've never seen the pilot. Uh-huh. But in the intro, it's, it's, an, it's instrumental. There's no lyrics. But there's an animated sequence during the intro that shows, that kind of explains the premise. So I'm really curious whether the pilot actually shows the premise happening mm-hmm. or if they just relied on that little cartoon and right. then went right into it. He doesn't just work at NASA. He's an astronaut. He goes on a space mission and then he's in like a shuttle or something and then he lands on this island and finds a bottle, rubs it, Genie comes out. She's like, master! And he's like, what? No! And then he tries to go home and she just follows him. And she just insists that he's her master and she has to do magic for him. And she keeps trying to do the right thing, but he just, like, doesn't want her to do magic. Right. But he keeps saying, like, oh, I wish I had a drink and a poop or something, you know? Right. Like, she's trying to do... But then hilarious misunderstandings and shenanigans of magic occur. Well, let's go watch I Dream of Genie. Let's do... deceived me. I should turn thee into a serpent with two heads. No, no, no. Don't do anything you're going to feel sorry for. I trusted thee. What manner of master art thou? Gee, I I appreciate everything you've done for me. Honestly, I do. But, well, there's just no room for you in my life. I wish you'd take my shirt off, Jeannie. No, no. I mean, I wish you'd put on your own clothes. Thanks. You're just not Air Force, Jeannie. I have a career. I, I, I have a fiancé. That one. She's made of ice. She could never make thee happy. <laughs> For over 2,000 years, I've been in that bottle. And then... Then this hand released me. Oh, and I saw thy wise face. I cannot tell thee how much happiness thou hast brought to me. No, 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 no. Ooh, thou must relax. Wait a minute, wait a minute, now stop. Jenny, Jenny, put me down. Well, I, I did, did, we basically got what we thought was coming. Like, yeah. you, you described the first half of this pilot. Yeah. Uh, 
which is it was kind of uncanny to like see the thing happen and then have it summarized in like the opening credits animation well here's the weird thing is i was wrong about the animation actually showing a montage of him landing and her in the bottle and i don't know if i absolutely hallucinated that animation or if it was like some ad that Nick at Night did where they did like a 60s style animation right. of it. Like, I feel like I can see it. At the same time, the intro that we did get, it was animated. And when it started, I was like, yes, I remember this. A bit of smoke comes out of the bottle and turns into her head. More smoke comes out and turns into her body, which dances over to meet her head. Yeah. Like, I remember that perfectly. But then it's just the credits. Yeah. So I, I might have absolutely hallucinated that whole intro. Um, I completely forgot that he was engaged to the general's daughter or whatever. Like, you know, the whole thing. Like, he was supposed to get married, like, that week. Yeah. Um, although I definitely expected the, the episode to end with, like, new status quo achieved. Yeah, we didn't quite and, get there. Yeah, no. I, I expected the first episode to end with engagement broken off. Uh, his career is, is in jeopardy. I mean, I knew he continued to work at NASA, so it couldn't be that he, like, completely... But I expected the, the engagement to be broken off and we were to be at the new status quo, but we, it's not. Well, let's recap the plot really quick, and then we can sort of talk about more general stuff. Yeah. there's not really a whole lot of plot happening No, here. it's a lot of shenanigans and not a lot of story. So we get the attempted NASA launch, and yeah, it we... fails, but, like, not spectacularly, and he has to bail out. He lands on a deserted island... Yeah, we, get, the, we get the great expo log right at the front where he's yeah. getting dressed in his astronaut suit. And they're like, boy, this is an exciting mission. Are you sure you want to, want to sit this one out? No, this is my baby. So, like, this is his yeah. thing. Like, well, you have an exciting week. You're doing this today. And then on Monday, marrying Melissa, the general's daughter. Wow. It's like, everything is just right there. But, yeah. yeah, then he's on the island. Finds the bottle. Rubs it. Jeannie comes out. Yeah. And she's, like, speaking... I don't think she's speaking, like, any actual ancient language. I no. think it's just funny nonsense. I would expect... And also, coming out of Barbara Eden's mouth, it's gonna sound like funny nonsense, even if she was... Yeah. Even if they did go through the trouble of translating actual dialogue into another language and teaching Barbara Eden, you know, by ear, I, I think they probably just wrote a bunch of silly nonsense because they went, well, she's a genie. She Maybe she's speaking genie language or whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, he tries to gesture an airplane, she brings him a bird. He tries to gesture a boat, she brings him, like, a Viking longship or something. Uh, finally, in exasperation, he goes, oh, I wish you could speak English. (laughs) The most obvious thing. And then suddenly she can speak English. Yeah. And... Yes, for a helicopter. And a helicopter appears. Yeah. I was real. I was really wanting that because he like describes it as like it's like this thing and there's like blades on the top and it goes Woo-hoo-hoo. like I was just like oh man like it's it's like up in the sky is going to appear like a magic carpet with like four dudes with swords like waving around like, right yeah you know but it, except it's like okay we've already done the she misunderstands him yeah. twice now yeah. we need to move the plot along well you know rule of threes yes yes so uh, yeah so the helicopter lands the guys get out and they're like boy are we glad to see you i was i was expecting more shenanigans there i thought they were gonna be like we're we're like a news crew we were doing the traffic or something but then they move it along it's it's a navy uh helicopter they rescue him uh he tries to set genie free right before they land yeah he says like look i can't take you with me you know, you're free go do whatever you want yeah you're free when she's like but i want to please the master and uh, he's like, no, 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 it's, it's cool. Just go do whatever you do. Thank you. You're free now. Uh, she smokes herself like she turns into smoke and then goes back into the yeah. bottle. Right. That's the thing. She smokes herself back into the bottle. Uh, speaks. <laughs> yep. Yes, I said that sentence. She smokes herself back into the bottle. Those are the words that I said. I stand by it. Okay. Then she rolls the bottle into his bag, and he goes back to Florida. Okay. Once he's back in Florida, his encounter with her very quickly throws his life into chaos. Like, yeah. he mentions that he had this kind of hallucination while he was a desert- on the deserted island. He's like, well, I did kind of have this crazy fantasy. And the guy goes, oh, that was your mother. 
Ha ha, Freud. Yeah. I'm a psychiatrist. I know a mother when I see one. Yeah. <laughs> and so then he leaves the thing and immediately the psychiatrist picks up the phone. So it's like, oh, man. Uh oh, yeah. people are taking this more seriously. And then he. And that's the suspicious Dr. Bellows, for the yes. record, the, from the song. So then Tony goes home and, uh, or no, his fiance gives him a ride home. Yeah. And they get to his house and they go in and someone's in his shower. And then, of course, Jeannie comes out with. Yeah perfectly dry hair yeah perfectly in her crazy her crazy elaborate hairstyle yeah. with like braids and everything and a big flow of blonde hair behind her but she is naked except for one of his shirts so she did take a shower but like she's a genie does she need to shower yeah it's just for it's just to cause chaos uh she doesn't say anything she doesn't say a word his, his fiance, and he doesn't go, I've never seen that woman before in my life. She's broken into my house. I don't know what she's yeah. doing here. He just tries to go, I, I, she's not here. She's not a girl. He says all the most ridiculous things possible yeah. so that his fiance is like, I'm tolerant, but that's a girl, you know. And it's like, it just seems like the most, it's like, this is my cousin. Yeah, yeah. It's right there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, any any number of things she could have said. I've never seen this woman before in my life. She just broke in here. What would she start doing? But master, I saved thee. Oh my gosh, she's a lunatic. Call the police. Yeah. He could have easily done that. Instead, or yes. Oh, this is my cousin. I'm so sorry. She's she's touched in the head. I That's didn't want to upset bird. you. Out bird. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like yeah, anything. he could have said she's touching the head. I didn't want to upset you, so I was gonna try to. She showed up unexpected. Yeah, and I wanted yeah. to warm you up to the idea of my crazy and also hot cousin. But no, he says all the most insane things that make no sense. His daughter, his, his sister, his daughter's sister, my just, sister, my daughter, my sister, my daughter. His fiance storms out. Yeah, I wanted to warm you up to the idea of my crazy, also hot cousin. Look, I'm sorry, this, that this would have whole... been that still would have been better. Yeah, this still a better whole... love story than Twilight. This whole thing is as bananas as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, like, and boy, they do not hold back on the bananas. No. So they then, spent the whole budget on bananas. The 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 rest of the episode is just kind of more and more uncomfortable moments where he's oscillating wildly between. Hoping that this all goes away and trying to pretend that it like doesn't exist, yeah, or trying to you know cover it up or whatever, and it's just like we get a lot of like wacky misunderstandings and sitcom shenanigans. Yeah, but by the end of the episode, basically where we're at is she's not leaving. Yeah, and she is like inserting herself into his life. Yeah, and he is like. What, what do I do? Like, he he kind of manages to convince everybody that everything's fine for now. Like, he sort of... His fiance <laughs> leaves and she's like, uh, you just need to go to bed. It's been a crazy week. You need to rest. Yeah. Things have been crazy. She seems to have forgotten the girl, the very real girl she saw in his house. Yeah. Um, But she seems to have convinced herself this is all just stress over the mission and and it not working out. And he just needs some rest. And the, 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 the general says, I'm going to suggest a long vacation. She yeah. goes, oh, perfect. I, pre you know, I approve of long honeymoons. And then Jeannie turns into her in the background, like her clothes, her hair, yeah. doing the exact same mannerisms and mouthing the words along with her. And instead of studiously ignoring her, he starts saying out loud, right in front of the general and his fiance, you, you get out of here, get out of that dress. Yeah. All the worst things you could possibly say. It's it's a little much, but yeah, that's and then we end with him just saying, "I want you out of here. I don't want you to be here when I wake up in the morning." And he goes in his room, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. But right before that, she kisses him, and he kind of melts into it for a minute before going, "But but but no." So I guess we're supposed to think, "Oh, he really does like her. He's into her. He likes her more than he actually likes his fiance, who is a real human being that he knows and has I mean, conversed with." His fiance is a knockout. Yeah. But also that outfit. Well, I know, that but like weird, red and pink—an interesting choice for the color combo <laughs> on Jeannie's outfit. Yeah, she got her little midriff, little like yep. halter top with the gauze yep. Yep. and a little yep. jacket, and the the little yeah the high waisted pants to cover up her navel, and then the gauzy pants. I'm I'm bringing this up because I think the last time I saw this show, I was like maybe eleven, uh -huh. and it definitely awoke some things in me. 
And I'm now like remembering it as an adult being like, oh yeah, it's like she was like hot. I, she's smoking hot, but she's like sm- she's she's hot. Like, but that's the the reason I'm like mentioning it is like she's really good at all the comedy stuff too. Like, it's not like they just have somebody who's like hot, hot yes, yes, in a sexy no. outfit. Yeah, there's a lot to be drawn to in her other than just like. She's just hot looking. Right. Yes. Yes. Not to discredit Barbara Eaton. But I guess the thing that that frustrated me about that was like, this is, he is engaged to a real human being who he has had conversations with. And I guess we're just supposed to assume because she's the general's daughter that he's maybe only convinced himself he's in love with her to like advance his career or something. And he doesn't actually love her. And now he's going to love Jeannie or something. I, I do remember that some part of the plot of the show, the overarching plot of the show, was him gradually actually falling in love with Jeannie rather mm-hmm. than her just being this like weird chaos gremlin who comes into his life and completely destroys everything. Yeah, I was not expecting her to be chaos gremlin like such a chaos gremlin yeah she is and i say that with we've talked a lot about the concept of the chaos gremlin right and i even came up with the term chaos widget for a more like a neutral term for someone who is on the side of good they're love they're 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 chaos they're chaotic good yeah right uh but she is pretty much a chaos gremlin in this episode she's not doing anything good no. Really? There's there's no I was I kept expecting there to be a moment where she kind of turns it around and sort of f- kind of puts his whole life back to the point where like he's at least okay. Yeah. And we didn't get that by the end of the first episode. Like there wasn't a yeah, moment where She's just where, giggling and Yeah. I yeah, I kind of expected some part where she goes like I will find a way to please you and if to please you means to leave you for now, I will but I will be back or something like yeah. that, right? Like, no, she's just like, she's so two-dimensional in, in her, like, I'm I'm here to please you. Yeah. Even when he says, like, no, I'm commanding you to leave, she goes, no, you set me free, so now I'm free to please you. It's like, wait, but why do you still want to please him if you're free? Gross. Anyway. It's, the show is everything I remembered, yeah. It's, it's not like, wow, I totally remember this differently, aside from the animation thing. This is exactly what I remember. And yet, watching it as an adult, I was way more uncomfortable watching his life be like dismantled than I was as a kid watching fun shenanigans with magic. Getting to a slightly more stable status quo is what the show must have to, to be ongoing. Like... Right. shenanigans, wacky misunderstandings, people accidentally making things appear and someone's like, I wish I had a cigarette, whatever. Yeah. Like, all of that makes sense if it's just a little bit more stable. Yeah. But, like, th- his life is in tatters by the end of right. this. Right, yeah. Or not as much as it really should have been. His right. fiance is suddenly very forgiving about this girl. But, uh, fine, you know, whatever. She decides, well, it's the 60s. I can be broad-minded. <laughs> But yeah, it's I I, I yeah I, I you you put the you put the button on it. It's it's I don't know. That's not a figure of speech. You you nailed it. Yeah, that's the word. It, it it's I wanted a little more stability, so we could have more shenanigans later. And I'm surprised they ended it on such an unstable note, because even though his fiance goes. Oh, well, you know, you. It, I will make everything okay. You go rest, get some sleep. I will see you in the morning. We'll go, we'll get married. We'll go on a long honeymoon and everything will be fine. And you will forget all about that girl. You know, I'll forgive you this one slip or whatever. Even though she does all that and then leaves. And the general is like, clearly you just need vacation. There's no reason to think that Jeannie is not going to keep doing all this sh- shit. Yeah. We've been given no indication that Jeannie isn't going to keep chaos gremlining her way through his life. Yeah. In fact, the last shot, like, she, like, smokes herself under the door. Yeah. And then he's like, no, no, no. And she, like, smokes herself back out. And then she, like, looks at camera and is like, <laughs> wink. <laughs> I'm such a scamp. Yeah. Ain't I a stinker? Ugh. Yeah. It's, it, was, it was everything I remembered and also, like, more... And also not as, I didn't enjoy it as much being an adult, I guess. (laughs) This show is so extra. Yeah. Wow, is it extra. I know this is a little early, Sarah, but can we please go to the first segment? Because I just have so many thoughts about 
Where did the money go? This segment is where we talk about where the, how the money is spent on the show. Is it splashed out on one big thing? Is it spent pretty economically? Is it spread out? Was this an expensive pilot, not an expensive pilot? And that is literally the thought that was in my mind. I was about to start talking about that. So I'm, I'm glad you suggested this. This is expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Compare this to something like I Love Lucy. You've got like three three sets. Uh, it all happens inside the apartment. Right. The wacky shenanigans involve like a wig and a and a and a funny hat. Right. It's like compared to this, it just I mean, uh, archival footage of a, a space uh, a rocket launching. Uh, all the magic effects. Him being on a on a you know I that mean, SOS. All, you know all that seaweed has to have been expensive. I mean, this has more effects than the the first episode of Star Trek. Yeah, like well, that SOS even that he, him on the beach with his SOS. That's yeah. like an aerial shot. Yes. There's like a helicopter shot of yeah. him. Yeah, an old timey drone shot. <laughs> you know, and as we were watching, it, I turned to you and I was like, "Now this is an expense. They paid money for that shot." Yeah, but then like, I kept thinking like, "Okay, that was the one big thing they splashed out on," but like. Mm. The her appearing, disappearing, turning into smoke. It's not like they had like the one time they showed her turn into smoke. Oh, yeah. So that's like, okay, that's what she does. Yeah. It's like they full on green screen the two of them. So she like elevates them in the air and then like turns them around so he's yeah. lying down. She's like, There, art thou not more relaxed? And it's like that the whole scene where she goes, Oh, let me show you what it was like when before I went in the bottle, and she blinks them into you know a vaguely Arabian Nights yeah, Technicolor fantasy turns with like six dancing girls, yeah, with like six dancing so girls and a bunch of guys in turbans, yeah. like yeah, they they did not hold back. Well, I mean, even the way that you can see that they've built standing sets or whatever that are going to be used later. So obviously, there's like the inside of his house, but then. We get a shot of the little room that is inside of her bottle. Oh like, yes, just like ten, yes. a little ten-second gag where he's like stuffing a hanky down in there, and then she's like pulling this giant silk from the ceiling. Like, yeah, it's great. But it's, I do, I I do think very fondly back on all of the scenes where she'd be in that little room, and then someone would pick up the bottle, and she'd be like, "Whoa!" and like yeah. falling over, <laughs> and like there'd be there'd be an episode where she decides to redecorate the bottle, and then you go in there, and it's all like construction or something. Yeah. Like, oh, there's so many great gags with inside the bottle. I didn't even think about that because it just felt like, yes, this is something that happens, and I dream of Jeannie. But they could have saved the inside of her bottle. Like, a lot of shows will, like, show the living room, but, like, you don't see the bedroom until later or something right. like that, right? They didn't show his bedroom in this episode. Right. But, like, they could have easily not shown the inside of her bottle in this episode, but no, they did not hold back. Yeah. This must have been just just huge. I mean, we saw two different rooms at, at NASA headquarters. Mm -hmm. His living room, the outside of his front, the front lawn of the outside of his house... And the inside of her bottle. And Plus, not only the outside of his house, but like the whole thing with like the, well, the general and them drive up in a car. Yeah. And then there's the whole thing with the garbage truck. Oh, yeah. Pulling up. Yeah. And he's like, the, he, he tries to hide the genie's bottle in the trash and then it goes in the garbage truck. He's like trying to pull it out of the garbage truck. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's just like, it, I, I keep wanting to use words like complex and it's not like super complex, but just in terms of like producing a piece of television, yeah. there's a lot going on here. Yeah. No, even, even in, in things like, okay, uh, some guys come over to kind of like check him out because the Dr. Bellows said like, I might be a little unhinged. We need to go check in on him. Four guys show up. It could have been just the doctor and the general or the doctor, the general and one other guy. No, it's the doctor, the general and just like two of Tony's friends at NASA. Yeah. Four guys. There was no reason for four guys in that scene. They were just, it's like they were throwing money with, was this a money laundering scam? <laughs> Is this the room? <laughs> like. It's, yeah, I mean. On the flip side, yeah, I think it is a very it's a bananas premise, yeah, but it's a very strong premise. Like the the opportunities for comedy are very inherent. I it's very endearing in a way. Like it's a very fun idea, especially like if you think about the period when things like this are being made, where you have this kind of gender flip, where like at least in this initial pilot. She, the the woman is like the the sexually aggressive one. Ooh, that's odd. <laughs> you know, it's like there there's certain selling points that I think audiences in the time when this came out would have 
responded to and had a lot of fun with yeah in terms of a comedic premise especially like him being like a science guy who works at nasa and then suddenly magic is real yeah that he as buys a pre- that very quickly yeah. also for the record i really expected him to be more like i'm losing my mind rubbing his eyes blink blink yeah. no he just goes wow i i always heard of genies and never thought they were real well, Jeannie, um, can I get a, a pl- an airplane? Like, he just goes with it so quickly. I, I was not expecting that, but okay. But what I'm getting at is that I can see being able to convince a producer to throw a lot of money at this. Oh, sure. With the, I mean, all you have to do is see her in that outfit, and you're like, a show of this? Yeah. Like, yes. And she does magic, and he reacts like a hapless, buttoned-up guy who doesn't know yeah. about... So it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a comedy of opposites with her being like exciting and magical and sexy and him being like well no i i i oh, oh, oh. And like the, the skinny tie and the like the like the cliche like 60s boring guy outfit you know it's good chemistry yeah sarah as long as we're doing things so differently today i just feel like my whole life has been disrupted by a chaos gremlin and just, <laughs> everything's happening differently today so could we skip to i choose you sure why not here we are this segment is where we talk about uh, our favorite character who we adored, who we want to see more of, who we want to see grow and thrive and be interesting. So, strangely, who made you want to jump to this segment? I went into this thinking I was going to, like, love Barbara Eden. and I mean, she's gorgeous. She's really good at the physical comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, like, shout out to the just like stop the camera start the camera stuff where you have to like match your posture with a different outfit on or whatever right yeah she nails that stuff Mm -hmm. that is not easy and it could have looked really bad and Mm -hmm. it actually looks really good and part of that is her physic her physicality in the performance but what i was not expecting was seeing larry larry hagman larry hagman his physicality in some of like the the slapstick stuff was really good like where She's smoke and he's like chasing around the living room being like, go back in the, go in the bottle, go in the bottle, go in the bottle. And he like bangs his shin on the coffee table. (laughs) You know, it's just like, he, he's playing a really good straight man who's also getting some genuine laughs from pratfalls and things like that in a way that I wasn't expecting from this. Yeah. Kind of expecting him to be more of a stick in the mud. And the fact that he can commit to funny physicalities while still being a sort of a stick in the mud personality is really funny. I liked the the amount of comedy we got out of him. It did seem a little bit like okay, is he a stick in the mud or is he unhinged because he starts screaming about there's a girl in there. You're going to kill her like when they he, the bottle gets thrown in the trash compactor. It's like I, what is this guy's deal? Is he actually unhinged? I guess all the things that had happened to him uh, in the past 24 hours, you might start to feel a little bit uh, disconnected from reality. So I'll, I'll give him a break. He does the physicality and pratfalls and stuff very well. Yeah. So so uh, is is Major Nelson? Excuse me. Apparently, I remember the song saying Major Nelson, but the credit said Captain Nelson. Maybe he becomes a major later in the show. So I guess Tony Nelson, Captain Nelson, Major Nelson, whatever he is. He's your fave. I think he's my fave, which yeah. I was not expecting, but I found him very inviting and endearing and he's uh pretty easy on the eyes you know i wouldn't uh yeah, kick him out of bed for eating crackers if you notice no i would kick anybody out of bed for eating crackers <laughs> it, it, why are you eating crackers in bed it does not suck to look at him yes you are correct. it does not if i ever propose to anyone propose marriage i'm just gonna look at them i'm gonna hold out their ring and be like ducky <laughs> Wait, you're getting engaged to the doctor from NCIS? It does not suck to look at you. <laughs> Let's make this shit official. Let's get this done. No. What about you, Sarah? Do you have a fave from this first episode? I don't I don't know. I, I feel like I don't really have a fave right now. Um I I remember him having a friend character. Um, who maybe shows up later, maybe in the second episode. It right. wasn't one of the two guys who he was like, ha ha, here they had you go in. Um, I feel like later he ends up with a friend character, maybe one who's always like, hey, hey, check out the blonde babe. Like, oh, you had it in you, buddy. That kind of attitude about, about Jeannie. Um, I, 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 I was sad not to see him. Because like I remember him being just like ridiculous and funny. Bazinga! This blonde's got a great pair of eyes. 
Yes, yes, yes. She has huge tracts of land. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a reference I expected from you. Really? I don't know why, because you quoted that movie like twice today. Did I? Yeah. You know, oh, oh, the, 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 the 15 is right out. Well, I forgot that that bit was from that movie. I knew it was Monty Python, but I forgot. Oh, <laughs> Monty Python is a sort of a soup in my head. Um. <laughs> what were we I talking was gonna about? edit that out, but that's staying in now. All Monty Python. Oh. Well, and now for something completely different. Listen, chips. So in this segment, we normally talk about uh, any ideas for season uh, finale cliffhangers or general predictions about the show. And also uh, any relationships we would like to see flourish, re- uh, romantic or otherwise. Uh, strangely, what are you thinking? Any predictions? I mean, if they lean a little bit more back to the he's a man of science angle and he doesn't quite roll with the whole magic thing. Mm-hmm. I really ship him and Jeannie. Yeah. I, I really do. That Even though the characters aren't quite dialed in this episode, the two actors clearly have boatloads of chemistry together. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that, it's it's charming. This yeah. show is, this show, this is a rough opening episode. Yeah. But it's rough in a charming way. I'm like, all the pieces of stuff I like are lined up here. Yeah, I think because I remember as a kid like loving the two of them together when they when they finally reach an equilibrium when she develops a fucking personality yeah. and he actually starts to appreciate her not just as like a a babe who keeps throwing herself at him yeah. and she stops fighting off but like actually they develop at least in my memory they develop an actual like caring and and affection for each other. I was a bit sad to, to that, oh, that yeah, I guess they don't start that way. Obviously, they can't start that way, but still. The fact that she is wrecking his life and stressing him out when her claim is that all she wants is to please him. Like, it, it, it was, I found it a little stressful to watch. I was like, it is a little bit, it's like the predecessor to the cringe humor, right? Um, that, that I found that a little hard to watch. Um, it wasn't as much fun watching it as I expected, but... Um, yeah, I think I, if my memory is right, I do ship them. I hope that friend shows up early. I hope he's not like a second season edition or something. Because I like to imagine, well, I was thinking, I was going to say a prediction at some point during this season is when that friend finds out the truth. I don't remember if that ever actually happens. But just as someone who just watched this episode, I'm throwing that out as a prediction. One other person becomes roped in to the truth of what's happening with Jeannie. I want more genies. I feel like maybe that's a thing I vaguely remember happening when I was a kid. You're nodding your head enthusiastically. Uh-huh. Yes, so there are like, other genies for sure. Her mom? Yes. Okay. I, I thought I remembered like... I hope I'm not mixing this up with Bewitched, Bewitched again because Bewitched, her mom is also a character. I mean, there definitely are I'm other pretty genies. pretty sure. Yeah. There's at least one other genie who like dresses in purple and has dark hair as uh-huh. opposed to genie in pink with blonde hair right so they're opposites and i think another genie shows up and has to like steal you know tony away or something like right. that um i i have i can envision her in my head but uh i don't remember her name or really like where she comes from or when she comes in i have no sense of the arc of this show because again as a kid it's, it's like genie things out of order feeny Nini. No. Meanie, the funny thing is that weenie, the, when teeny. I'm done. Are you sure? Zini, I'm done. Beanie. Anyway. <laughs> so I the funny thing is I think when the other genie shows up, she has a name. Right. But Genie is just Genie. Right. He doesn't even ask her her name. That's actually kind of shitty. He just starts calling her Jeannie right away, like he's read the script and he knows her name is Jeannie. So he just starts saying, okay, Jeannie, well, I really appreciate you helping me, Jeannie, but now you're free. Goodbye, Jeannie. Thanks for everything, Jeannie. He just calls her Jeannie, like, he doesn't even say, like, um, well, uh, what should I call you? Like, whatever pleases the master. You know, it could have been the thing. Yeah. He could have at least shown some appreciation for her as possibly a, a cognizant human with a personality, which she isn't quite, but... He could have tried. Uh, what were we talking about? I feel like I got off on a tangent. Oh, other genies because we were talking about predictions. Yeah. Yes, I'm back. 
other than that, I don't really have any other like predictions or, or desires for yeah. where this goes. I can't remember how long the fiance stays around because I didn't remember the fiance existing. Does the fiance is she gone in the next episode and they just like hand wave it away? Does she stick around? Is her finally leaving him? Like what happens at the end of the first season? Well, this is all the perfect kind of thing to address in our next segment, which we like to call What Will This Show Be? This is the segment where we throw out some predictions for what we think the day-to-day vibe will be of the show. You know, what the the pilot is a lot of setting things up and establishing things and introducing characters, but what is the actual structure of a of a regular episode? What's an average episode of I Dream of Genie gonna be like? And obviously we've both seen many episodes of this over the years. Yeah. So we have a pretty clear idea in our heads of what an average I Dream of Genie episode looks like. Yeah. Which I think might be why watching this first episode was so jarring is because it kind of, it gets a lot of the world building set up and kind of establishes a lot, but we mm-hmm. don't get to our day-to-day status quo at all by the end of this. And so, I yeah, I am really curious to watch another episode or two of this just to see how long it takes them to get to what I think of as I dream of genie's status quo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious. Like how long does the fiance stick around? How long does it take for the friend character to be introduced? But yeah, I think your average I dream of genie episode, as I recall it is something big is happening. He's the general is coming over for dinner or he's got a big presentation at NASA or something, and Jeannie tries to help, screws things up, uh, at the end everything is fine. You know, that's uh, crazy shenanigans in the middle. (laughs) Creamy shenanigans center. (laughs) I can't think of a better way to lead to our next segment. (laughs) This is the segment where we like to call out if we recognize anybody uh, just a background person, or we know somebody from something else. This is obviously a, a, a much older show, uh, but did you recognize anyone from anything else other than I Dream Genie? No. Honestly, I don't even know if what Barbara Eden, I almost said if, what else Barbara Eden did with her career, or Larry Hagman, or any of them. I It, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I forgot about the fiancé, and she's the sister from Bewitched or something like right. that, right? Like, I, I did not recognize anyone except Tony, Jeannie, and Dr. Bellows. The general didn't look familiar, so I'm not sure if he sticks around. The fiancé didn't look familiar at all. The other two friends might as well have been, like, mannequins. Yeah. <laughs> like, department store dummies. I had, I, they did not look familiar at all, so. It's, I mean, it's to the point where, like, if you even took, um any of the leads of this show out of the costumes that they're in on this show, uh-huh. I don't know if I would recognize them. Oh, I would. But I, I mean, like, that's I mean, how that's how associated with this show they are for me. That's very true, yeah. You see a picture of Barbara Eden, and it takes you a second to go, oh, it's Jeannie. Yeah. Right. You see her with, like, normal hair, not yeah. wearing a crazy wig. A crazy wig. Yeah, it was like, aside from the ponytail, if you could have made that ponytail into a few braids and then worked them into it, yeah. that would have looked like a Star Trek TOS hairstyle. Totally. I don't know what it is about TOS that they were like, in the future, all Navy personnel with who are women will have an elaborate, like, basket weaving machine in their quarters, and every morning they'll just stick their head in there and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Those hairstyles are bananas! They are bananas. And there's no... there's It's not like they're doing it themselves. That would take hours. It's not like they have... A hairstylist whose job it is to do their hair every morning, like, they are on duty. They are military. Yeah. The only explanation is a machine they stick their head in. <sighs> the future is a weird place. Let's get to our final verdict. Because I really just want to go Google and see if on the uh, Memory Alpha wiki there is actually an in-universe explanation for those hairstyles. Because <laughs> Star-, Star Trek is... Famous for having Watsonian explanations for, like, in-universe nonsense that's, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, the, the different faces of the Klingons or whatever. Like, it's just, Klingons. like, the Klingons. Thank you for recognizing. Uh, and so I'm just, like, absolutely, like, it's, like, 
every Federation officer's quarters has a... Is equipped with a machine. Yeah. I've invented the device. (laughs) Like, uh, it's actually like a side effect of repeated transporter travel that, like... (laughs) It's like, it's like yeah. It's like the more testosterone you have in your body, your your sideburns just come to an increasingly sharp point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have too much estrogen, your hair just like takes on sentience and like wiggles itself into snicky little twisted knots. Okay, where were we? Uh, Sarah, did this pilot do the job of a pilot and make you want to watch more? Ooh, hard hard to say because it wasn't what I remembered. Which, in a way, made me want to watch other episodes to see if the other episodes, to get, to scratch the itch of what I remembered. But also the, the, the level of awkward and the level of, like, cringe that happened in that episode was a little uncomfortable to watch. And that sort of makes me not want to watch more. So I'm sort of on the fence. I think if, if I had seen it when it first aired, I would have been like, oh my gosh, look at all these crazy shenanigans. And wow, the effects are amazing. I can't wait to see what happens next week. Jeannie doesn't understand how to make a pot roast. Yeah, there was some, like, good stop motion in this and everything. Like, yeah. it was so impressive. The bottle rolling around. And... That's such a, a fun thing to bring up in sort of this cozy fave season is that idea of, like, this isn't quite the feeling that I remembered this show giving me. Because some of the other pilots that we're watching for this season have just immediately felt like, okay, we're here. This yeah. is the show I remember seeing when I was a kid. It's this feel, it's a blanket. Yeah. And we're back. And even if it's not as good as remembered, it's still the right flavor. Yeah. Yeah. But this did feel weird. And it almost makes me want to give it like one more episode. You know, I'm, I don't really want to like watch the series, but yeah. it does make me kind of want to be like, oh, does like her, her mom or the other genie show up in like episode two or three? Yeah. Yeah. Is she like a sweep star or guest star? <laughs> you know, like so many feelings like that. But, I think it will really depend on how my mood is this week. Yeah. Well, I think that this is another candidate for something we've talked about before, which is more than watching every episode in order, I would love to find someone's made a list of like the top 10 episodes of I Dream and Genie in chronological order and then watch those in order. So you get a little bit of a sense of where the show is going. Right. I think this is, we should come up with a name for that. This is a, this is a, just a, a, a top ten list. A top tenner. Yeah, yeah. You just you want to find someone. You want someone else to tell you what the best episodes are and watch a handful of those. So if you're a massive uh, dreamer, what a fan of the show. <laughs> oh, we call that would be cute. A gener? Yeah. No, dreamer? I I like dreamer. Yeah. I hope I was just gonna say a genie head, but like dreamer is pretty cute. A dreamer. Yeah. If you're a lamp rubber out there and okay. uh, you. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, add us if you've got a favorite episode of this show. Yeah. Because I, I would love that recommendation. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, uh, I know that the audience can't see us. But no. for our for our sign-off today, I think we should, we should place our hands on our arms. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. we should sort of nod... As we uh, as we sign off, so yeah. uh, we've assumed the position. Yes, we're sort okay. of staring at each other intently. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>Welcome to a very special reinstallment of Addendums and Corrections. We used to do this segment all the time, and then we stopped caring quite so much if we made mistakes. However, there were a couple notable mistakes in this episode I wanted to address. The first most important one is that apparently Jeannie actually is speaking ancient Persian in that first scene. We just assumed that the writers of the show would not have cared enough to do the research. Uh, We have disrespected showrunner Sidney Sheldon, who apparently originally wanted her to speak Arabic because Arabian Nights, but was unable to find a tutor who could teach Barbara Eden to say it correctly, could find a tutor for Farsi. So went with that. And apparently they stuck with it throughout the show that that's where she's from, ancient Persia. So uh, apologies to that man. Secondly, Roger Healy is in that first episode. He's listed on IMDb. I don't know why I didn't recognize him, but yeah, he is there. And I Dream of Jeannie with the Light Brown Hair was written by Stephen Foster, published in 1854. You may know Stephen Foster as the American composer of such famous tunes as Oh Susanna, Camp Town Races, and If You've Only Got a Mustache, which you can buy on my Bandcamp, 
with vocals by me and accordion by Strangely. There you go. Oh, also, as long as I'm here, uh, I found this out while Googling for it. Uh, so now you have to know it, too. Uh, there was an anime in the early 90s called Genie with the Light Brown Hair, which was actually about Stephen Foster's childhood. So there you go. All right. Take us out, Strangely. Thanks for listening to Pilot House. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pilot House Pod. Visit our website, pilothousepodcast.com, or email us at pilothousepodcast at gmail.com to suggest future topics. Please share this episode with a friend or rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find us. Our podcast is entirely listener-supported. So thanks to our special guest stars, Cynthia, Tina, Juniper, and Jerry. Visit patreon.com slash pilothouse to find out how you can become a series regular. Pilot House is a Herringbone Society production. I am sitting on the sofa, there's a TV in the corner. I am watching Major Nelson, he is played by Larry Hagman. And he found a little bottle, and out popped Barbara Eden. But she couldn't show her belly button, all she did was blink. Oh, uh, good evening, Major Nelson. Tony Nelson works at NASA with suspicious Dr. Bellows. And there's also Roger Healy, who would become Howard Borden. And Jeannie always means well, but they get in wacky trouble. She folds her arms and blinks her eyes. It's kind of like bewitched. Oh, the reruns will continue on the TV as I'm watching the pink smoke of her bottle.